Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent genres that people send in to us. Typically, uh, it's our first time hearing the release in question. We just give our honest react, uh, honest, honest opinion on what we hear. Um, you know, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's ambivalent, but uh, we don't strive to make objective value judgments. We're not critics. We're not doing a review show here. We're just putting new music in front of you, leaving you to decide how you feel about it and hopefully encouraging, encouraging you to go out and interact with it, see bands, buy releases, uh, seek out other music that we don't play on this podcast. If it helps uh, reinvigorate uh, you know your spark, your interest in uh, subculture music. Then sick, we've uh, we've done our job. Um, beyond that, the format of the show is that we have ten bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. That's really all there is to it. I apologize in advance for being tired. I was set up outside in the sun all day vending at an event, and I'm fucking beat. I also apologize that you're hearing this. You know. I don't know, maybe six to eight hours later than you normally do. So not a big delay, but uh, usually we record on Sunday nights and I have it up by like midnight the same night. But, uh, you know, the, you know, just in, in consideration of people have a, who have a Monday morning drive to work or whatever, but uh, I got to turn in as soon as we get done recording this one because I'm fucking, fucking exhausted. But, uh, but yeah, that's really all there is to it. I got no, uh, no amusing anecdotes or uh, short stories to share or anything. Nothing. Just, Your life is a fucking waste, right? Why even bother living? Why wake up in the morning at all, right? Right, right. Um, you know, I'm sure that somewhere within 10 feet of your grasp right now is a means to an end, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, about, it's about 60 feet away, but I could get there quick. Yeah. Now, um, I'm just saying, if, if, if the weeks drag on with nothing happening, uh-huh. I think that's a sign. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty happy. I mean, things are happening and just nothing that would interest any of our listeners, I don't think. Yeah. You know? So would you rather set up in the rain or in the sun? Uh, the sun, for sure. All day, every day. The sun all day, every day. Yeah. So on Wednesday, I was yeah. out, uh, you know, it was hot. Sure. It was a uh, heat index of like 102 or something. Yeah. Um, we had some storms roll through. Yeah. And I was in a bog with some botanists from uh, the DNR and so forth and some retired botanists. And we were doing a botanical survey of this bog. And when I say bog, I mean like an actual, like, you know, acidic, you know, um, sphagnum bog with a specific set of plants. I'm not just talking about any general fucking knucklehead wetland, right? Sure. And uh, like cranberries and blueberry and, you know, typical, typical, uh, like typical plants you would expect to see in a bog, lots of carnivorous plants and stuff like that. Anyway, about, you know, two hours into our plant survey, storm started rolling through. Yeah. Uh, lightning forced us to uh, sort of crouch down and wait for the storm to pass. And normally these things, you know, blow over in like, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, figured no big deal. Right. It would have taken us like probably 45 minutes to get out of the bog anyway and get back to shelter in the truck. So I might as well just ride it out, right? Sure. Lightning starts crashing around us even closer. Like... 
definitely close enough that there's virtually no discernible di- like distinction between the flash and the boom, right? Right. So we start laying down and there I am laying in the sphagnum and laying in the bog, right? Like a deer <laughs> seeking shelter. Right? Yeah. And this happened for an hour, right? Goddamn. Laid in the bog for an hour, taking shelter from the storm, soaking fucking wet. Right? Yeah, that sounds horrible. I feel something biting me, biting my hand, stinging it, right? Like a hornet. I thought, shit, I'm laying on the fucking hornet nest, right? Uh-huh. I look down at my hand and I have a mark on my pinky finger that's just now starting to not be itchy today. And there's a fucking maggot, like an actual maggot, the kind you would see, like not, not like a grub, but an actual maggot, right? Yeah. With its head burrowed into my finger. Holy shit. Biting me in the bog, in the storm that had probably, uh, you know, some sort of warning if we were able to listen to a radio. Right. And uh, getting soaked, digging into my fucking flesh. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the maggot and I said, huh, that's weird. And I plucked it and I showed it to one of the other biologists I was with. And I said, I'd never seen anything like that. That's never happened before. And I flicked it away. And uh, we rode the bog out and we rode the storm out in the bog about after about an hour of seeking shelter in such a way exposed in the open as we were. Uh, the rain stopped. The sun came out. And we finished the day. I didn't climb out of that bog until like 6 p.m. that day. <laughs> God damn. That's, a, yeah. that's an intense day. It is a pretty intense day. And you know what? I felt fucking wonderful at the end of it. <laughs> that's great, man. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, that day is by uh, all accounts more intense than the day I had. I just was uh, getting the sun beat down on me while I dealt with a bunch of people buying clothes from me. So I fucking loved it, actually. I was the only, I, a couple of the folks I was with were genuinely like unnerved. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a younger dude, a younger DNR biologist that was with us that, uh, he was kind of, you know, had a grin in his face, but I was fucking laughing. And you know that, like, when things kind of get hairy, I start to get, I start to laugh. For sure. Um, so I was, I kind of fucking felt it. I was loving it, man. I felt like, I felt like I was an actual animal on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And not just something observing the fucking planet. For sure. So it was pretty decent. Yeah, that's always a good feeling. Yeah. Um. So I guess real quick before we jump into it, um. You know, this is not really an anecdote or anything, but just uh, an observation. It's not like a, a revelation by any stretch of the imagination, because I, I I know this about myself, obviously. But it's uh, it's always fun to have it just driven home a little bit every once in a while, and it's it's basically just you know um, a reminder that like I guess we play we play dicks for laughs on this show, but also like at least speaking for myself, I think I, I actually am kind of a, a, a real cocksucker sometimes. <laughs> I think we both are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, I didn't want to speak for you, but like, you know, I, I met a couple people today at the event who ended up buying some stuff for me that I, I think are also people who like resell or whatever locally. And, you know, every time I would send, I had never met them before, but like, I don't get really seriously territorial, but you know, I get like, I grouse about it if I go into a spot and I see other people in there and I'm like, ah, God damn it. It's, you know, it's probably, sure. it's probably cleared out, whatever. Sure. And so there's one guy in particular who every time I would see him, I would just say the most vile things about him to my girl. Just like this fucking motherfucker, this punk ass bitch, this fucking, I don't know why it was just something about his face. Like he wouldn't make eye contact. You know what oh, I mean? It's just a younger guy. What's what's what no, no, no. he's like, he's around my age. He's probably early thirties. 
Um, and he was there today and he like came up and was, you know, browsing my wares and whatnot. So I was like, Hey, what's up, man? And like, he introduced himself and it turns out he's like a super, super nice guy who, who is not like a serious reseller at all. He just like kind of does it for fun. (laughs) And he's just like cripplingly shy. Um, yeah. And the reason he doesn't make eye contact is because like he clearly has like serious issues with with social interaction. And I was like, after I had you know after I had talked to him and he walked away, I was like, Zavin was kind of looking at me, and I'm just like, man, I am a fucking dick. Yeah, I, I've said so many bad things about this dude that I've never met. Just talked relentless, endless shit about him every time I see him, and turns out he's just a really nice guy who is who you know who is, has some social troubles. Yeah, um, and that's happened to me so many fucking times, and it's just one of those things where I really need to be reminded sometimes that I am the bad guy. Yeah, I, I'm for sure the bad guy. You know. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, I mean. It's a well-known thing that, uh, you know, being prejudiced and stuff is is not cool. And we usually just sort of limit that to uh, people that uh, are of different skin tones or cultures than ourselves, right? Right. But, uh, you know, basically in general, right? And, sure. You know, and, and, and as I'm saying that, I'm already thinking of, like, exceptions to that rule. Right? <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm course. already thinking of exceptions to that rule. Right. Red, if you're a red cap, fuck you. Right. right. Sure. Fuck yeah. you. Even though I, I know for a fact just from work and, the, you know, where I work and the people that I have to talk to that, you know, yeah, that, you know, they're they're nice enough, but that's only because of uh, what I look like. Right. Sure. Um. So, you know, but like I'm already thinking of like exceptions to that. Even And even those are pretty, uh, I, I would say maybe on shaky ground a little bit. You know, right. like yeah. there are some irredeemable things. Right. Sure, definitely. Yeah. Um. Chris Chan irredeemable <laughs> indeed yeah. we talked about that a lot and we should mention that that we we, we guessed it on uh, friends of the show's podcast right yeah psychotherapy uh yeah. should be should be live already they got uh, the turnaround time on that was impressive it was up within like an hour of us finishing us finishing oh really up. yeah which just tells me that maybe there's probably a minimal amount of editing done to it but that that's fine that works yeah and uh we we talk a lot about sonic's dirty little feet <laughs> more than I ever thought I would talk about. It, I thought sure. I honestly thought it was a horror movie podcast, so I came prepped to talk deep dive about the thing, John Carpenter's the thing, and instead we talked a lot about finding your mother's G spot and Sonic the Hedgehog's <laughs> dirty feet. <laughs> Yeah, we did. And, and Jar Jar Binks gunkin' foot tease. So if, if that's your thing, then I guess check it out, man. It was fun, right? <laughs> it, it was. Rusty it was and blast. Nile were fun, so. They were. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Just, uh, just a little reminder that I am indeed an intolerable cocksucker, and it's uh, probably not the world that is wrong, but but me. But here's the thing, too. You know, like, we, we all know that. We Like, we all we all have, you know, some sort of, like, imagined adversary in our brain right when we see them you're like this motherfucker right <laughs> yeah, sure. everybody does I, I i i have to assume that's a normal thing right uh, yeah and i just wonder who thinks that about me totally yes absolutely right? dude yeah 
Well, one dude today did describe me as like I introduced myself to him and he was like a fellow fellow vintage dealer and he did describe me as uh, being his boogeyman because he often sees me walking out of stores as he's pulling up to them, you know, smile on my face with a bunch of bags. So, um, so yeah, I would assume that I am, I am that person to, to more than one individual, not for that reason specifically, but I'm just saying, you know, I encountered at least uh, yeah. some degree of that firsthand today. But, so, yeah. but they have, they have something to go on. I mean, sure. right. virtually no one knows me right 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 right. relatively speaking yeah right so i wonder if there's anybody that just sees me around town maybe you know we happen to like hit the same restaurants or something like that or <laughs> occasionally they see me around town I'm like this fucker <laughs> gotta be right because we have a few people that like whose faces just bother us that whenever we see them we're like this fucking piece of shit i know i know so i just wonder i just wonder like what are they thinking about me? Because I would love to fucking know, right? Maybe yeah. they're right. Maybe they're fucking right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they probably have a really are. good read on you. They probably are. <laughs> so, uh, so, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's jump into the queue. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's get into it. I, like I said, the fucking, ooh, the bed is calling my fucking name. So first up, we have got Lethal Means. This was submitted by Anthony. This is uh, the really zero sum game. It is on not for the week, not for the week records. Um, he said, uh, "Well, I can't remember what the fuck he said about it, but he said it's good." Then we have got TV Repairman with Patterns. This was sent in by Grant Williams. This is a band from Sydney, Australia that's playing uh, like garagey, uh, you know, pop, power pop, power pop informed punk uh, in the vein of a lot of other really rad Australian bands. And he said it is uh, it's on par with a lot of that other stuff. This is very catchy. The first song, uh, I believe it's the opening track, is super catchy, and I'm pretty sure that I've got this 7-inch on uh, pre-order somewhere. Okay, word. Um, Then next up we have, I think, Risale is probably how this is pronounced. X Risale X as the foundations burn. This is a band from Turkey. It was sent in by friend of the show rich miles um he said them being from turkey is uh is really a, a strong selling point for this in that it sounds like any number of bands that would have been on the catalyst records um you know ca- catalog over the over the years so we're probably going to get some uh chunky vegan straight edge shit then we have got neanderthal fight core with their demo 2021 this was sent in by a uh, local homie seth he says that this is probably not serious, but that he really, really hopes that, that it is. Um, it's music for genuine rock eaters and playground bullies, um, beat down shit that you will for sure hate and that I might find some redeeming qualities in. Yeah. Then we have got uh, Tuomas Tapio. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Tuomas Tapio and Sart. I'm not even going to try it. Um, the Anglicanized version of that name is probably Thomas. Um, and I believe that this was a self-submission because the person who sent it in uh, was also named Tuomas or Thomas, um, albeit with a different last name. Um, but I, I have a feeling that this is the this is a self-submission. This is a Finnish-based band. Um, well, he's, here's the thing. Yeah. Last week we were we were goofing on the Finnish language, right? Yeah. And uh, somebody friend of the show took exception to it, right? He did. Yeah. He did take exception to it. Can't he cannot let any slight go unretorted, right? <laughs> yeah, truly not. And I, I'm sure that I'm sure that there will be a text about this too. Right? <laughs> Indeed. And uh, it says uh, Finnish has its origins in Hindu and Indo-European. Yeah, it's one of those languages like Hungarian and the language of the Basque country that seems to have evolved almost in a linguistic cul-de-sac. So there you go. There you go. 
some knowledge that we were not privy to. Thanks, yeah. Adam. Uh, then next up, we have got Turf... Uh, well, I'm sorry. We have Unsanitary Napkin with Turf War. Um, this was sent in by AJ. He described it as gloss, but better, which I, I don't know what that means other than that I guess that this is probably like consists of like trans or non-binary folks or something. But I, I mean, musically, gloss was just playing kind of run-of-the-mill, you know, demo core stuff that was pretty good, but not as incredible as people made it out to be. So mm. um, I'm, I'm expecting this to be kind of pretty straight up hardcore. Then we have got Snuffed on Sight with their self-titled release. Um, this was sent in by Lewis F. He described it as, quote, Wigger Slam. Oh, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that might really do it for me. Um, I've been uh, I've been given Zaven the Wigger Slam wake-up call recently where I play Cephalotripsy for her to wake her up, and it's not really been good. Um, she's not enjoyed it at all. Then we have got uh, Tunic with their song Quitter. This is just a single that was released. They're a band from Winnipeg, Manitoba. This was sent in by Derek M. He says they are, uh, I think he described it as like a noise rock band. Mm. Then we have got Grief Nocturne with Theater of Exiled Eyes. This is a band based out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, This was sent in by Justin Straw. I think it's actually a uh, solo project. So he said this is an extension of the project that he was doing with our friend Adam Walker, who we were just referring to moments ago. Um, They were in a band together called Iron Noose. Um, And I guess this is just like a solo continuation of that project musically. Um, He said it's his first go at trying to uh, record everything himself. Um, using the uh, the program Reaper, uh, the audio interface Reaper. So um, he says it's a, a little bit rough, but he thought he'd send it our way. Mm. And then last up, we have got Hellstrike with Hellfire and Damnation. This is a band from Romania. It was sent in by Jay from Cold Brat. So he's uh, sending in something from his home country. Says that this is, you know, black metal informed, um, ripping like metal punk stuff in the vein of, of Hell Ripper or something like that, wow. which it certainly looks like, you know. It has Hell in the name, right? It has Hell in the name. We already it has, said. It has you know. the correct artwork, right? Yeah, yeah for as sure. As long as it's well executed. You can't lose. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, all right, let's roll the dice. See what's up first tonight. Six. Okay, so six is Unsanitary Napkin. The Bandcamp is unsanitarynapkin.bandcamp.com. The uh, release is Turf War, T-E-R-F, uh, Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Um, trans people typically don't like people like that, as uh, as far as I am aware. Um, so I imagine this is probably some uh, some music that is critical of people uh, that fall in that camp. Wait, just, what, what are you? T- I, what are you saying? Uh, TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. There's like a camp of of. Oh, uh, I got you. I yeah, got there's you. A, yeah, there's like a rad femme camp that basically says you know trans women aren't women, therefore they're not included under the banner of feminism. Right. Yeah. So, um, so let's just listen to the uh, the self titled track off this. So we're gonna listen to Turf War off the release of the same name by the band Unsanitary Napkin.
All right, we just heard the song Turf War off of the release of the same name by the band Unsanitary Napkin from Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, I got to say, it's kind of good to hear some New Zealand like hardcore because we've heard a, f- a handful of bands from New Zealand, yeah. but I don't think that we've heard any like specifically hardcore bands from New Zealand. You know, one, one, the, the couple times that I've visited New Zealand and stopped at record stores and stuff, and I'm sure that there are hardcore bands there. I'd see occasionally flyers for like metal bands and stuff like that, but you know, I'm on vacation. I'm not like seeking out shows and that sort of thing. And, sure. and, but like, I did not find a lot or did not, I was, t- it was tough. Yeah. It, was, it was tough to find stuff that not on number one that appealed to me. And, right. uh, number two, that was just, uh, like basically a pure product of, of the country. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm thinking back, there's a handful, there was, who was doing like splits with bands with New Zealand? Like there was like coffee rage and like, was it, um, disc, disconnected yeah maybe yeah and there was there was you know there was some splits with like some new zealand bands and stuff but you don't hear a lot from new zealand Um, no not really you know and uh it's good musically i thought this was fun um it sounded good it was good and catchy it reminded me very much of uh what we talked before about like early 2000s sort of like kind of like like aggressive hardcore with kind of a bounce sort of in the vein of like what was it on the patreon episode where we were kind of talking about fast times and shark attack and stuff like that yeah for sure and this wasn't like uh you know this wasn't too far away from that at all so yeah no. this was this was fucking cool yeah this was just fun fast hardcore that uh is uh very well suited to a basement and and aj i'm not calling you out on this i, I just think that this is like uh, a good a sort of a, a good opportunity to talk about this but i think that calling this a better gloss is like incredibly um reductive just because the only similarity here is that they're both playing you know broadly speaking hardcore punk music and that they're both uh you know bands that consist of trans folks who are putting like trans issues up front but like beyond that the 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 um the similarities are 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 pretty um cosmetic only you know what i'm saying so it's like i think that as as trans people playing punk and hardcore becomes a, a far more common occurrence as it has in the past uh, few years specifically um maybe comparing them all to gloss is not the best look just because i think that starts to feel a whole lot like describing bands as female fronted like what does that mean it doesn't tell you anything qualitatively about the music that the band is playing mm-hmm. um so i would say that comparing this to gloss is is not really apt um in terms of a musical from a from a musical perspective or standpoint but yeah i mean they're putting trans issues up front so uh i guess that's that's similar but beyond this yeah this didn't really sound like gloss this was uh as nate pointed out i think way more akin to kind of like turn of the century just fast fun bouncy hardcore that you can find in uh, dollar bins across the world um and that i have a, a particular fondness for because this sounds like a lot of the stuff that was uh popping when i was coming up and that was familiarizing my familiarizing me with um the contemporary art course scene of the the early aughts when i first started going to shows so yeah i liked this a lot this was uh this was good stuff i would like to to dig into the rest of their um rest of their releases because it looks like they've been around for uh for a handful of years now looks like they've been around since like 2016 so yeah yeah and they say here you know now now that i was hip to what turf actually was, was was referencing you know yeah um you know they stand in solidarity with new zealand weightlifter laurel hubbard um, you know, there's like, you know, Matt Croc or Janae Croc now, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Who gives a shit, right? 
That's sure. what it boils down to. Like, <laughs> what could be more inconsequential than how much weight? And this is coming from somebody who's competed, at, you know, in powerlifting and weightlifting. Right. Not weightlifting, but, you know, strength, strength competitions. Sure. What could be more inconsequential in terms of actual real world fucking issues than how much weight somebody can pick up off the fucking floor? Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. It, it really, it really is some fucking Dr. Dr. Seuss, like star bellied fucking snitch sort of bullshit. Right. Because yeah. like there are real fucking problems that. You know, people that can generally agree on most everything should be fucking like united against. Sure. And this ain't one of them. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely. You not. know what I mean? Like, like it's, 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 and that's not to say that they're outraged at like, you know, trans exclusionary, you know, radical feminism. And, you know, that, that, that's not to say, but what I'm saying is it, it, it seems like it just, to get pissed off about a trans weightlifter or, 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 or trans anything. Right. Yeah. When, you know, unless you're, you know, obviously like a fucking weirdo regressive. Right. Right. Um, yo, <laughs> you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Right. For sure. Like just fucking chill and let, let, let other people chill. That's yeah. basically it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just, just let a motherfucker live. Who gives and, a shit, man? You know, and, and if like, and if like, you know, they can pick up more weight than you off the floor. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, there's also like in the in this sort of like trans people in sports thing, I think is it's interesting because most of the arguments are actually hypothetical. It's yeah. like there actually haven't been a whole lot of it, 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 um, right. like scenarios in which this has played out there, but they're like, but what if this happened? And it's just like, well, it hasn't happened. And if it does, then we'll cross that bridge when we fucking get to it. But like, right. who gives a shit? In the right. meantime- who gives a shit? <laughs> right, because because here you have like, you know, what is generally speaking a, a largely liberal movement in feminism, right? Sure. Picking fights that don't exist. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> For right? sure. So there's my two bits. Come piss on me later if you fucking disagree. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Indeed. So uh so there you go. Uh, pretty, pretty ripping hardcore for New Zealand. Um, I, I kind of wonder if like, I mean, obviously this is not a one-to-one because they're much different culturally, size-wise, et cetera. But I, I wonder if it's uh, similar to Iceland in the sense that like um, there's just like isolated pockets of of civilization and it, just the opportunity for um, like incredibly diverse music scenes to exist. It, it's just not, not there per se, you know? In New Zealand? Yeah. Dude, New Zealand, man, you go from the fucking, like, if you go from, like, North Point, which yeah. is basically, like, you know, the, like, for us, it would be, like, the Florida Keys, right? Mm -hmm. And you travel to, um, like, Stewart Island. Yeah. It's basically, like, traveling all the way from the Florida Keys, you know, up to, like, Newfoundland. Or, right. well, Stewart Island looks like, Stewart Island seriously looks like a fucking movie set. It, it looks like, and, and much of like the Western, um, like Southern Island just looks like a fucking movie set. It looks like British Columbia and like Maine and shit like that. Right. So, I mean, it is pretty diverse and there's a fair diversity of folks that live there. Um, I think it's just that it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, for sure. But I, I guess I meant more just like there's a limited population base, not nearly limited as Iceland. Like I said, it's not a one-to-one, -one, but there's only like 5 million people living in New Zealand. You know what I mean? more than Iceland. It is a lot more than Iceland. A lot more. There's like six or something, six million or something to live in New Zealand. And uh, 
that's like 10 times more than live in Iceland or something like that. It is, but I'm just saying like it's, it might be a similar thing where it's just, there's a, it's an incredibly geographically isolated. There's not a, a massive population there. And in terms of like, um, serious sort of like metropolitan urban centers, there's not, um, it's not the same as, as like, a a country like the United States or any number of Western European countries, you know, Probably. I just, here's my own take on it. It's so fucking rad over there that why would you start a hardcore band? That's a, that's actually a very good point. I mean, well, you know, when we were talking about the Beths, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that, that is, that is a quint that's quintessential New Zealand music, right? Yeah, for real, man. For real. You know, like I, I spent some time on like the Coromandel Peninsula and I thought it, it outraged me that there were people so lucky as to be born there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I have never actually felt jealous of anyone or anything in my life. I don't think like not in my adult life as a kid, I'd be jealous if my fucking sister got like, you know, two grams more fucking ice cream than I did. Right. Right. Yeah. But like as an adult, but as a full grown man, right. Yeah. Sitting on the sitting, sitting in a fucking kayak, you know, off the off uh, offshore, like somewhere in the Coromandel Peninsula, and then like you know, staying in a fucking like a fucking beach house or something like that, and people are just living there. Yeah, man. It's like these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's a truly charmed life that I can't even comprehend. Right. So, like, like, what what would be the compulsion to pick up a fucking guitar and rage? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm just gonna go fish and hang out on the beach. And, yeah. You know. Eat for Joe's. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Let's uh let's roll the dice, keep it moving, see what's up next. Three. All right, three is uh Risale. So the band camp is X Risale, that's R-I-S-A-L-E, X Risale X bandcamp.com. Uh like I said, this band's from Turkey. Um they're on they're they're straight edge enough to put X's in their name. This came out in May of this year. The record is as the foundation burns. Um, let's see. Uh, we're gonna skip probably the intro track, but it's, then the, the sec second track's too short. The second track is very short as well. Um, let's just do the third track then. Okay. So uh, we're gonna listen to "Sacrifice Slash Sacrilege" by Risale off of "As the Foundations Burn." Yeah. 
Okay, we just heard Sacrifice slash Sacrilege by Risale off of As the Foundations Burn. Um, man, the first thing the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Scoop the Mids, Johnny. They uh, they really dialed in that uh, that chuggy the chuggy guitar tone of uh, of that hyper specific era and scene that they were trying to evoke. That's for sure. Um, this was indeed, I mean, in, in the lineage of Catalyst Records, um, definitely in, in, the, in the lineage of fucking, you know, Day of Suffering and Birthright and all of that, mm-hmm. like 90s vegan straight edge stuff. And the, the lyrics read like a legitimate, like a mad lib of vegan straight edge lyrics. Like there are so many just borrowed, like straight up borrowed lines from other shit on here. Like, yeah. you know, you got Break the Chain, The Voice of the Silent, uh, reject this bloodshed in defense of all life. It's it's legitimately a mad lib of vegan straight edge um, lyrics. Yeah. Um, as so, I I have like we've discussed on the podcast before when it's come up. I have more of an affinity for this kind of stuff than you do. I, I have, I have, it, it, it's, it's up to a point, right? Right. Like, for sure, like yeah. you mentioned day of suffering. I forgot all about that. That eternal jihad is fucking awesome. It's great. Yeah. I love that fucking record. I need to listen to that tomorrow at work because yeah. that's a fucking dope record. Yeah. And there's some other good ones, you know, like, but after a certain point, I don't, you know, basically like uh 2000 for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not paying attention to it anymore. Right. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense for sure. And I mean, most of the stuff that I listen to is from that, that golden era of this shit too. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of rare that, uh, a contemporary band, um, harkens back to this in a way that, that feels compelling to me, but I am, I'm caught by it more frequently than you are. Like I really liked that, um, moral law band and you didn't really care for it that much. Yeah. 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 Um, this stuff, it, it, I thought, it left it left something to be desired. It was it was getting at the, I mean certainly like I said the DNA of all those those bands was very clearly uh, visible um, in this in this band. But on the same token, like there was there was some stuff that just wasn't quite dialed in. Um, but the that transition said, to that breakdown was a little uh, a little a little wonky. But yeah, uh, f- for sure. And and I mean I got to give them the the benefit of of the fact that. Um, they're now, you know, 20 plus years and many, many thousands of miles removed sure. from. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that's what took me was like how 
how hyper specific a sound this was. Yeah. From a place like Turkey. For sure, man. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, I ain't going to give anybody a pass just because they're from a, you know, an area of the world that we're not familiar with. We don't usually hear hardcore with. If it sucks, it sucks. Sure. I didn't think this necessarily, I, I, I actually didn't mind this. Right. No, not at all. Um, I thought this was pretty good. Um, and I'm not just phantom balls there, but, uh, yeah, I thought that this, this was pretty good. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there was, so there was a moment where like, I think there's, there's just a novelty to this too, like being from Turkey, uh, because it is such like a hyper specific thing, especially because I mean, Catalyst Records is based in Indiana. Some of the Mm -hmm. bands from, from that scene were like Indiana or at the very least Midwest based. And when this kind of stuff, when like the vegan straight edge metalcore thing, um, started making like a comeback a few years ago, um, there were a handful of bands that sounded so specifically like turn of the century Indiana that it was shocking to me where it was like, holy fuck, dude, this sounds exactly like something I saw in fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana in 2002 in a VFW hall. And it was one of those things where it's like at the time I had no expectation that this music would have any legacy basically at all. You know what I mean? Like when I was there for it and witnessing it and like, granted I was witnessing sort of the tale of this kind of stuff, but nonetheless, I just had no inkling that it would, it would have the staying power that it ended up having. So it's always just a trip to hear shit like this period, but especially from Turkey in 2021, it's very strange. And like, it is a, it's a shockingly close approximation of a hyper-specific thing, and I got to give him props for that. But yeah, I didn't mind this either. I thought it was a, a little clunky from time to time, but like I wasn't bummed at any point while this was on. I thought this was like, uh, yeah, like I said, a pretty close approximation of, of what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I didn't necessarily, you know, jump to Catalyst record bands. Like I, Day of Suffering wasn't the first thing that I thought about sure, with this yeah. when I heard it. Right. But like with the pace, with the first half of the song and so forth, reminded me of a band from Canada that had like members from like one eyed God prophecy and ire and human greed, this band called the black hand. Okay. It, it kind of reminded me that the black hand demo, which is even more hyper specific than like a record, <laughs> a record labels catalog. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that they've never heard that. I'm sure that's not what they're going for. It was just an interesting parallel there. And I don't know what, if the rest of the release sounds like that at all, but I just, kind of had a flashback to that and was like seeing the artwork for that demo in my head while this was playing. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, they know what they were going for and they got pretty fucking close. So for that alone, I got, I got to give them props. And, uh, I thought that this was, uh, I mean, this, this kind of stuff has the potential to be a lot more punishing and annoying, but, uh, in fact, this was, this was pretty enjoyable. So props to, uh, X Rasale X holding it down for the, the vegan straight edge and, uh, over all the way over in Turkey. Yeah. Um, all right, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. One. All right, one is uh, Anthony's submission. This is Lethal Means with Zero Sum Game. You can find this at notfortheweekrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, this came out, I believe, in like December. Yeah, so tail end of 2020, um, something that I just missed. I think I've seen a few people talk about this, but I just didn't get around to listening to it for whatever reason. So, um, And Not For The Week is another label that's based out of uh, out of Virginia as well. Um, just man, it's really wild. Just like, uh, it's an, Virginia has turned out an inordinately high number of great fucking punk hardcore metal bands over the years. It's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like straight up as far as just, uh, like us scenes, probably one of the 
best consistent like punk and hardcore scenes in the United States for easily the last 20 years. Right. Um, at least probably longer than that. Mm, you know, if you're, yeah, at least, at least the past 20, 30, 35. For sure. So, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's just jump into this. It looks like, uh, they got the second track is the, uh, the title track of the record. And we always tend to go with that. So we're going to listen to zero sum game off of the release of the same name by lethal means. We just heard Zero Sum Game off of the record of the same name by the band Lethal Means. That was really, really good. Um, I, I guess we talk about rock and roll based hardcore a lot on this show. This was not really that, but it's something that I think is kind of a kissing cousin. It's like it's similarly timeless, at least in my opinion. Um, this very much felt like, I, I guess in the description, it's it's describing um, this as being like informed by Scandi DB and stuff, um, but maintaining a, a hard US hardcore edge. This was definitely heavy on the latter element. This felt very much um, akin to, you know, Age of Quarrel S uh, era Chromags or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of psyched me out too, because initially, like with the intro, I thought they were going to go into a DB part. Um, and then they slowed it down into that mid-tempo banger, and uh, I thought it worked really, really well. Um, the production on this is really fucking good. Um, I, when I hear hardcore that's like burly with kind of a subtle metallic edge, uh, but still very rooted in like traditional stuff, this is the kind of production that I think elevates elevates this style of hardcore. Um, I I think you know on occasion a slicker production can work, but when I, I to me this is like the absolute sweet spot of hardcore production. Like everything is clear. Everything is beaten ass. Like the tones are very clear. Vocals are coming through well, but like 
it still has that tape that tape warmth to it um you know you can tell that this is like an analog recording this i think just sounded really good above all else uh, i should also note that not for the week put out um the uh thought 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 control shock to the system seven inch um which is uh another one of my uh probably favorite recent hardcore releases in general so um you know shout out to not for the week records putting out some dope shit they also put out that street weapon release which is really good um a handful a handful of other cool things they're a pretty pretty young and new label that has put out uh consistently good shit for the last few years so uh yeah i like this a whole lot man i i think that uh if you like straight up sort of no no descriptor hardcore um it's kind of hard to take issue with this even if it doesn't catch you specifically um i i think it would probably be hard to to have beef with this if you like hardcore music you know yeah that's how i felt about it um is that i don't have beef with this because it's good right but it didn't necessarily grab me. Sure. This was thrashier than I expected it to be. Um, not like thrash, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like like straddling that line of of like hardcore and crossover and stuff. Sure. Um, because I was just reading it's like, you know, DB, DB, DB. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really hear a lot of that. Um, it was mostly like, you know, yeah, it was Age of Coral. It was it was mid tempos, like like edging up to crossover thrash US hardcore. Sure. Um, yeah, I like this just fine. Um, but uh, without seeing this band live and without having a greater context, that song is not like selling it on me. Like, Oh, I got to have this now. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so it was good. I liked it, but, um, yeah, cool. There's lots of stuff that sounds like this that I really like as well. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I think I liked this more than you did. I definitely want to check out the rest of this. Um, even if I did want a copy of it, it looks like, uh, oh no, they still got uh, copies of the clear LP. So depending on how much I like the rest of this, I might pick up a copy of this. Cause yeah, I think, uh, I think I liked this considerably more than you. This, this definitely caught me, but like I said, I, I certainly understand your, uh, your perspective. And I think that's a, it's a viable position to hold as well. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's roll the dice. Four. All right. Four is snuffed on sight. This is the stuff that uh, the accompanying email simply said, Wigger Slam. Um, the Bandcamp is snuffed on sight7k.bandcamp.com. So the first song, it's only a minute and 12 seconds long. It's funny because each song gets one minute longer than the last on here. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to, uh, it's hard, it's hard to gauge like what, what the proper you know what i'm saying like where i guess there's no I, standard song length on this I release feel, i feel like if you look at just sort of like uh an overall mean song length yeah probably three minutes yeah i would say so too and and honestly like i think that gives us that'll probably give us the best idea of what this band can do you know what i mean so um so let's go for that so we're gonna listen to on your neck by snuffed on sight off of their self-titled release
So we just heard the song On Your Neck by Snuffed On Sight off of their self-titled EP. So this is one of those things where it's like, I just have to, I just have to come out. I can't front and just say, you know, I'm not above it. <laughs> I'm not above it. Um, this is also the kind of thing that I think is, is helped by brevity, not only on the release itself, but in terms of actual lifespan. Um, so this is coming from the, the San Francisco Bay area. Um, I think the band Tsunami, who we've had on the show before, uh, it's kind of like sparked a renaissance of just like um, Bay Area wignorance. Um, this this seems to be a continuation of that present trend. And like in general, I'm kind of not mad at it because most of these bands seem to like understand that what they're doing is funny. Like they're serious in the sense that they're like trying to actually write songs and like et cetera, et cetera, but they're clearly having a good time with it as well, uh, which I can't fucking, I can't hate on too much. Like if this were super, super serious and they were really trying to convince you that they were the hardest motherfuckers out and they were going to shoot you and shit, et cetera. Yeah. Then that's like a very different energy. But a lot of this base stuff to me from this general scene seems like it's tongue in cheek to some extent, which I appreciate. Um, you know, I don't have a, a high degree of tolerance for this. Like I wouldn't want to hear more than four songs, but like I would put these four songs on for a laugh. Like it's funny. I laughed audibly several times during this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's genuinely pretty funny. Uh, the, I, I will also say, I didn't ever think I would use this phrase, but, um, you know, I don't, and I don't know if they're self-describing this way, but I, it, I would say this is false Wigger slam as a somewhat connoisseur of Wigger slam myself, you know, uh, 
I, I expect more gravity blasts. I expect more slams. This was more like beat down with, you know, that towed up to the slam line on occasion and obviously utilized like, like, you know, uh, gore grind and like slam, like guttural vocals and shit, which I think really put this over the uh, edge of absurdity for me. Um, yeah, the, the lyrics are, are, there's gotta be more lyrics than that in the song, but the only ones they have listed are got all my ops hustling, trying to match this. You'll hit the pavement like a motherfucking mattress. Um, so like I said, I gotta assume that this is, this is at least partially a joke. So I can give this a, a much bigger pass than, than I would with other stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I liked it per se, but it entertained me, which is more than a lot of shit does. And as long as they understand like that, this is, like fundamentally funny then i have i have no beef with the members of snuffed on site and uh i hope they're having a good time with it yeah I, that's the only reason that i give it a pass is because it's obviously intentionally in in uh you know the spirit of humor and stuff but it also feels like an inside joke yeah um you know what i mean so it has very limited external appeal i think well certainly for me sure um and i agree like this sort of stuff with, as with any joke band, should not exist more than a single release, maybe, you know, maybe a couple of shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't really care either way about this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I guess, see the point beyond like the limited like crew or scene that is in on the joke, like the shout sure. out bands that they give. Right? right. 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 Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see it going any further than that, I guess. And, uh, I generally hate shit that sounds like this. I, I would just rather listen to death metal. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever. Have fun. I don't care. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very fair assessment. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Four again. Okay, this is uh, Tunic. The Bandcamp is tunicband.bandcamp.com. The release is Quitter. It's actually just a, a single song. Um, you know, it looks like a couple nerds, one in a Dark Throne shirt. Um, this looks like it. It, uh, it could be NPR music. Um, yeah, this is what I was thinking. Is you see the glasses, especially the fucking round Julian Lennon glasses, right? Uh, yeah. You see, you see the fucking glasses. You see the uh, the, the 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 grooming, right? The yeah. obvious, like uh, you know, attention to uh, maintaining a clean cut look in the dark throne shirt. Right. Um. Okay. Cool. You like cool bands. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 we said it before. I lament they're not actually being like heathens in, in heavy metal anymore. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's right. just a fucking nerd, whether it's an upfront nerd like this or like a cosplaying nerd. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's just not, and maybe there never were, maybe it was just 15 year old me thought that the dudes cosplaying as fucking heathens were scary at a death metal show. Right. But, uh, I just miss, I miss fucking heavy metal bullies, man. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about it at length before. Um, although I, you know, I, I have no idea if this is even going to be heavy metal. I think these guys might be fucking crazy fucking psychopaths too. You don't know. They could be. Yeah. I mean, they could be some real fucking ass whoopers, right? (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I'm going to be straight. It looks like, it looks like they might be showing up in khaki pants and a white shirt 
holding the fucking shield and a baton at some sort of like, you know, uh, we'll say like unite the right route. <laughs> yeah. They seriously look like they seriously look like they're trying to show like the professional, respectable white face of, uh, you know, like uh, folks that have ideas about replacement theory and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so maybe uh, maybe Tunic is uh, is trying to embody the Teutonic ideal in their in their noise rock. Who knows? Yeah. Folk folks that folks that like don't date out of their uh, historical like genetic uh, sub uh, subcultures. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm Indo Mediterranean, so I'm not going to date out of my uh, sub race here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to keep the lines pure. I have no problem with you being a different color than me. I mean, I don't have a problem with your culture. I'm just saying that uh, I prefer mine. That's all. Yeah, I, I made uh, I made Zaven watch a video the other day of Varg explaining why he wasn't a white supremacist. He just believes in the separation of races. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> why didn't you say so? Okay, there's only one planet that we all have to fucking share, and we refuse to acknowledge the worth and value of other cultures, even though I'm not a racist. I wonder how that's going to fucking end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These fucking pea brains. These racist motherfuckers in this tunic band, right? <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's listen to this stuff. So we're gonna listen to the song "Quitter" by the band Tunic from Winnipeg, Manitoba. We just listened to the song "Quitter" by the band Tunic. Um, so we've we've kind of I've started running up against this this brand of of like 
kind of polished noise rock more frequently. And you know, we've kind of alluded to it on the show before. Um, you know, I, I know I speak for for you as well. We're both fans of the band. Um, you know, like the band Mets, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of a lot of the bands that predated Mets and inspired that whole scene of like you know, um, slightly more accessible noise rock. I really, well, are, I'm I'm not a fan of the last Mets album. No, I'm not really a fan of the last Mets album either. Um, and you know, I like uh, I like Liars. They threw us all in the trench and stuck a monument on top. Is is one of my favorite records from around the the turn of the century. And I think you know you can hear the DNA of something like that in this. USA Nails has some good tracks for sure. Um, but I'm I'm starting to to become like increasingly short tempered with um in regards to the the progeny of that scene um and i guess i just a lot of this just feels it feels very it feels very false it feels very like it feels very like college radio punk it's it's kind of like the the family friendly punk subgenre du jour right now um it's the thing that a lot of tourists sort of dip their toes in and and can claim has you know more artistic merit than other subgenres of of punk like hardcore um it, it's just something that i think my patience is is wearing kind of thin on um i i didn't hate this i thought it was just fine honestly and and that's the problem i guess is just this music to me has become sort of like so ubiquitous i run up against this constantly you know what i mean it's i'm 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 constantly faced with a new a new band doing some variation on this theme and it all just feels like very unthreatening and very digestible and for something that is in the lineage of noise rock which aimed to be as transgressive and dis disconcerting as possible i just don't want I don't want this to become another another sort of uh, just like I, I just don't want this to be NPR music. I don't want noise rock to be NPR music. And and well, like I said, too I, late. yeah, no, it is too late for sure. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm the fucking I'm the Japanese soldier hiding out on the island at this point. You know what I mean? Um, the the war is fucking over, but. On the same token, you know, I like I said, most of these bands, newer bands cropping up that are in this vein, I don't really have any beef with. I think sonically this is fine, but it just um, it just doesn't really interest me at this point. It's not it, it's not doing anything new, and it's not doing anything threatening. And unless the songwriting is really really good, it's just not catching my ear. I'm I'm just gonna turn. I'm gonna if if as in terms of like contemporary noise rock, um, I'm just gonna turn piss jeans on every time, you know. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Because the bands that we like, that we really like, that that kind of, you know, have, you know, 30, 20, 30 years later have spawned, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, A lot of them are missing the fucking rock part. For sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, um, I thought this was fine, right? We mentioned, I, I like Mets. The first two LPs are good and the early stuff is good. The last LP totally fucking lost me. Yeah. Um, but they had like, they had something you could sink your teeth into. For sure. And like, you know, enjoy other than just the, uh, I, just the fucking mess of the song itself. Right. Um, Piss Jeans is in a totally different school of like, if you want to consider under the broader umbrella of noise rock than this, because those songs are undeniably fucking catchy. A lot of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah, this is 
defanged. I like it. Now, this is to say I didn't like it. I'm just saying that a lot of this stuff is defanged and polished and made obtuse just for the sake of being obtuse. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, I, I think probably a better uh, sort of like sonic touchstone to compare this. This is probably more in the Albini school of noise yeah. rock. Like, this is definitely yeah. in the in the vein of like something like shellac too. Yep. But again, yeah, def- definitely more than piss jeans and so forth. But, but again, even, even, you know, like think about like maybe early unsane, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Again, noise rock. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just noise on a fucking guitar with, with like a driving drum beat behind it. I don't, I don't know. Like that, I guess that's all rock and roll is right. Never mind. Sure. But, um, <laughs> when you, when you really get down to it, you know yeah. what I mean? But right. like, I like this just fine, but yes, this is definitely becoming the, uh, this is definitely becoming the, well, I guess round glasses are coming back. This is definitely becoming the, uh, round glasses punks. Yeah. Round glasses, NPR punks, man. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is size medium black t-shirt music. You know what I mean? This is, uh, this is very much, it's, it's the kind of band that, uh, that the fucking, that the uh, that the punisher at the bar bar is trying to tell you about like oh you know i haven't really been listening to punk for a long time but there's this new band too like, i think they're doing something like really interesting you know well it, it, it seems like i don't you know i don't work in an office and uh, i don't work around other people but i can imagine that if i worked in like an office setting and there was like a dude that had like you know some like weird music that they listen to you know what i mean he's known as the weird music dude yeah this is it. This right? Is, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have any visible fucking tattoos. And, you know, he's very, very modest in appearance. And then when you learn that he likes something like this, you're like, What? <laughs> what is that you're listening to? You know? It's like uh I don't know. The uh the juxtaposition of like the clean cut, wholesome uh, I, I, I don't know how, I, cause I'm looking at these guys, right? Right, right, right. And well, I don't know. They're probably nice guys. Everybody's nice fucking guys. I don't think they're actually racist. I don't know. Them. They might <laughs> um, but like the juxtaposition of taking a musical form that is supposed to be ugly and warty and nasty and, and made by weirdos like Steve Albini, um, and juxtaposing that with, uh, you know, just basically taking all of that out and just leaving the, uh, I don't know, turning it into fucking noisy stuff that you can hear at a tiny desk concert. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's graphic designer punk, you know? It's, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. It's, it's, uh, it's marketing. It's, it's a marketing major punk. You know what I mean? It's, these are yeah. guys who are, who are going to work in, uh, they're going to become ad executives and shit. Right. You know? Yeah. So like I said, um, I, I got, I got no real beef with tunic. I, th- I thought it was just fine, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I think my, my patience for this particular wave of this particular style of music is, um, it's coming to a quick end, I think. So, yeah, I think so too. And, uh, I don't know. I'll just I'll just go listen to Shellac, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I am. Uh, I mean, dude, I'll, I'll put on Shellac or Rape Man any day of the week and be happy every time. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time because we only got like two messages to listen to. So uh, let's get one more band in before we call it quits. Five. All right, five is. Uh, how- yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking at it. It's like two feet away from me. Walk. It is a two. Oh, okay. Word. Okay. Oh man, no. <laughs> Can't we just go with five? <laughs> What's two? Two is the Neanderthal fight core demo, but five is Hellfire or Hellstrike. 
I want to hear Neanderthal. I know what Hellstrike sounds like. Yeah, that's true. But I think I know what Neanderthal fight core sounds like too. So, Well, we know the person that submitted it. So we think we're pretty sure we know what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you can find this at Neanderthal, neanderthalfightcore.bandcamp.com. This is uh, their demo 2021. It looks like they've also released a single since then. Uh, this just came out in June of this year. So a couple months old. Um Okay. Uh, it looks like, so they got an intro track, obviously nope. that's just their name. Um, the second track has lyrics. The second track has lyrics. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll go with that one. This is probably the only actual song on the record. So we're going to listen to fuck your click by Neanderthal fight core off of their demo 2021. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so we just listened to Fuck Your Click by Neanderthal Fight Core off of their demo 2021. How'd you feel about that, Nate? <laughs> Whatever. I think so this this, you know, snuffed on sight and this, right? Right. Um snuffed on sight is obviously a joke, right? It's gotta be, right? And yeah. this is the stuff that you hope is a joke, but I don't I don't fucking know what it is if it is, because like, you know, we know that the person that submitted this right. is a joke, right? Yeah. I mean, I like him, but, you know, he ain't this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he carries a knife. He's got a gun and stuff. But so what? That doesn't make you a fucking badass. And homie ain't a badass, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, I don't know. Like, what, what am I supposed to think here? Because 
musically, it was terrible, right? This is, as I've said since the very first fucking episode, this is fucking, this is the kiddie pool. This is baby hardcore. This is men actually, well, boys thinking that they're men while still being concerned about what other people think about them and who's talking shit about who, <laughs> who gives a fuck, yeah, right? Indeed. Here, I'll, 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 I'll clear it up for you. You are nothing but a fucking piece of shit, you little fucking baby. You leak my fucking shit, right? There you go. <laughs> oh right? man, I'm gonna have to put some. Fill your mouth with my adult turds. Make you choke on shit and piss, you fucking little worm, right? <laughs> I'm gonna. I really am gonna be very tempted to put some slam riffs under that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a bullet. It's made of fucking shit. I'll put it in your brain, you fucking little bitch. <laughs> Right. Like like that. That has all of the fucking merit of what we just heard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, man. Right. Right. Like, am I like like I don't understand. I just don't understand it because my 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 brain stopped responding like a fucking animal to testosterone like 20 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. yo, you guys are fucking weak and you sound like babies yeah for sure right yeah no doubt <laughs> no doubt man <laughs> you, you sound mad gay dude <laughs> it's like, like yes yes <laughs> like you fucking like dude why do you why do you care <laughs> you know what i mean like live your life you can't this is not these are not the thoughts of a happy and self-fulfilled man <laughs> right and I mean? like if you really are that concerned walking the fucking streets of la about who's saying shit about who and who's walking who dude end it right now because <laughs> your life is teeny tiny tiny and it will never get better so just end it <laughs> for sure man for your own good right you're just making shitty noise you're a problem nobody fucking likes you <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah for sure man yeah yeah for sure man um i think there's 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 a cutoff on goonishness you know it's, so, it's pretty young you know what i mean yeah yeah the cutoff the cutoff for me is like there's no i i, I just don't accept goonishness in general anymore i don't give a shit how old you are right yeah i don't give a shit if you're my fucking 12 year old ne my 12 year old nephew who flexed at me like he wanted to fight me one time <laughs> yeah right and then he started crying when he realized that I saw him do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, that's what, that's what it is. That's, that's just what it is. So recently I went down a fucking rabbit hole on YouTube. Apparently there's a hot new sport called slap fighting. Okay. I don't know if you've seen slap fighting. I haven't, no. So imagine the dudes in this band, because even though we don't know what they look like, we fucking know what these guys look like. We know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we know. Imagine the dudes in this band, right? Um, lining up on either side of a table, right? And then taking turns, slapping each other in the face until one of them goes unconscious <laughs> or uh, like, like gets knocked out or like gets fucking, I think, knocked down three times. Yeah. That's what this, that's what it is. It's like a walking, like, like the, the one I was watching is actually, I think I, they must be sponsored by rain energy drinks and rain energy drink is the one that has the fucking Spartan mask on, like yeah, yeah. the fucking 300 mask on it. Right. Cause they're always in the table before they start fighting. And I seriously watched probably like, I don't know, over the course of the past couple of weeks, I bet you I've watched 12 hours of slap fights. Jesus right? Christ. 
just because I can't, it's like a train wreck. Right. Right. Yeah, but yeah. they, they're all, they're all like, like it's either skinny rednecks mm-hmm. or fat dudes in like a fifth gen hate breed shirt with a flat bill. Right. And like a beard. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly the type of dude I would imagine doing slap fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they just line up and slap each other in the fucking face. Right. That sucks, man. It's 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 something, man. It's the hot new sport. So that's what this reminds me of, basically. This is the slap fight crowd, right? This is the uh, <laughs> this is for this is for children, and this is for the slap fight crowd. Yeah, I, I the, all I can say in, in in all honesty and sincerity is that like if the folks in this band are are for real, and this is and and this isn't just you know if you're just fronting, if this is just a joke, whatever, cool. Um, but if this is really like the thought process, this is what consumes the vast majority of your mental energy. I just want you to seek better for yourself, man, because you you can have it. You can have a better, more fulfilled, happier um, life. And you, you don't have to worry about who's running their mouth. You don't have to worry about catching a case because somebody called you a homo behind your back. You know what I mean? It's, it's all good. Just chill. Just keep it pushing. You can have there's, a good, happy life. There's three magic words. Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Indeed, man. The fucking the only mantra you need to know. Repeat that to yourself. Fucking etch it in your brain. Live by that because it will liberate you from so much fuckery, man. Um, and, uh, and and nothing makes you sound like more of a little bitch than crying about groups of other people and calling them bitches. <laughs> no, no doubt that is that is verifiably true. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I want I want better for you and I want you to want better for yourself. So also, I you know, whenever we get stuff like this on the show and like we we just like go in on it, I always like fantasize that like one of these dudes is actually going to kill me and just think about what a <laughs> what a hilarious legacy yeah, that would be to leave a, behind, what you a, know? What a stupid legacy to leave behind. Like that's that's hysterical and then this guy's life is actually fucking ruined, right? Yeah, for sure. Like Which that. Is, if I if I can if I can die while at the same time ruining somebody's life, yeah, not only their life, but probably their fucking kids that they have. Cause sure. I'm sure, I'm sure you're fucking without a condom. Dude. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I know, I know you got at least one, right? Like sure. if you're deep in this, right. If right. you're deep in this and this ain't a joke, you got at least one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, that kid's fucked as if he wasn't fucked to begin <laughs> with. Right. Yeah. Your fucking family's fucked all because you had to be a little bitch and come make, come kill somebody. Right. Yeah, for sure. But that ain't going to happen either. So there's a line in here. Think you're a man, but you act like a bitch. Uh-huh. Must've been looking in the fucking mirror. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I mean, there's really nothing gayer than getting your feelings hurt because you heard somebody else was talking bad about you. And now you have to go fight them. Now you have to go <laughs> fight them about it. <laughs> so Anyway, this is bullshit. This is shitty music. Fuck off. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's listen to a couple voicemails and then call it a night. Hey, uh, D. Smokey Johnson again here. I just wanted to let you guys know uh, I don't care about anything you have to say, and I think you're both a bunch of backwoods losers. Uh, and I begrudgingly listen to your podcast just because it puts new bands in front of my face. Otherwise, I wouldn't find them. So simultaneously, thank you and fuck you. Uh, gonna go smoke some fat doinks and fat cocks once again, as I always fucking do. Love you. Bye bye now. 
There we go. So, so if that's genuine, that's that's exactly what I was talking about the last episode. Is that you know I, I sincerely hope there are people who uh, who do begrudgingly listen to this podcast. Um, you know, Smokey Johnson seems like um, a funny dude who's got at least half a bit going here. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure as to the uh, sincerity of that. But if it's true, God bless, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you can put up with us uh, for the sake of hearing new bands. I, I yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that you listen to us. Um, just act like idiots for an hour and a half so that you can hear things like Neanderthal fight core. So, yeah. Well, you better hope that this is a fucking joke so I don't drive to Arizona and shoot his face. <laughs> right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's listen to the uh, to the AJ call. Yo, what's up? Uh, listening to Subido and it reminded me of um, just a random thought I do I tell you how uh, I, I want to shirt from 93 for $7 on eBay. No one else bid, and I was sick, and it said XL, and I ended up getting it. It was a small, and I actually felt like I got offended because, yeah, I got ripped off, but it was $7, so I made back, get my money back, and then the dude messaged me. He's like, oh, I think I mailed you my girlfriend's shirt. Do you still want it? It's for free, so he mails me it, and it is an XL, and I'm like, you have two of the same shirts? And he's like, I got a bunch. Do you want them? And next thing I know, he mails me a bunch of, like, Dinosaur Jr., Deep Wound, like, all this old shit. Come to find out, he used to tour at Lou Barlow. They got in a fight, so he robbed Lou Barlow of all of his, like, band merch that he kept for himself and was just so sick of having it. He gave me, like, thousands of dollars worth of merch for maybe, like, 20 bucks. Because I said, I got to send you something. So, yeah, now I feel like going back to my mom's and picking it up to brag. So, yeah, random thought while listening to Sebadoa. Also, brand new love. Maybe better than any Dinosaur Jr. song, personally. I mean, yeah, I know it's a Centradoa song before they the band started using it. So, like, holy shit. Makes me want to fucking cry and hate myself. Anyways, howdy. Some dude whipped his dick out in the middle of uh, Market Street. Philadelphia, I love you. Peace. Well, it sounds like your dream, Gray. That that does sound like my dream exactly. Um, it, I think Lou Barlow knows who's to come know, knows who to come looking for now too because he's got all those old shirts. Well, I you know I'm I'm friendly with Lou. I could I could literally just rat this guy out. Now. You're not I, friendly. You're not friendly with Lou after we made fun of him and his family. <laughs> he, he he's not subscribed to the Patreon, so yeah, um, yeah I, I am legitimately tempted to to hit old dude up and say, Hey, did you ever get a bunch of merch, um, robbed from you like years ago back in the, in the Sebado days? Because I know who's got it. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind an old school fucking D junior shirt that fit me, but they didn't make them back then. Yeah, right? dude. I, if trust me, if I ever found one, I, I, I do a charity and just give it to you for free 99. But, uh, the day that I come across like a two or three XLD junior shirt from the, from the nineties is, um, well, it's going to be a cold day in hell. It is. Um, also, uh, AJ, just you know, my personal opinion. I of all the songs to pick, man, "Brand New Love" is is not the not the track. I mean, I think it's a fine song, but in, in terms of it being better than any D Junior song, that not even. I don't think it's even a contest, man. I think the entire. Yeah, I don't know. I think the entire early '90s Dinosaur Junior catalog, every single song, is better than that one. It's a fine song, and I'm a Sebado super fan. But I gotta, I gotta uh, diverge from your opinion on that one. But hey, congrats on the T-shirt come up. That's fucking cool as hell. Um, all right, we got uh, we got one more Smokey Johnson message. Let's listen to that, and then we'll call it a night. 
Hey, D. Smokey Johnson calling in once again, your favorite cock-smoking, doink-smoking, smoking motherfucker. Uh, I'm calling in response to the guy that was maybe from New York or, like, uh, Connecticut or some shit, uh, who was saying that you shouldn't rip on bands. He said something to the effect of, I don't know who you are, you don't know who I are, or something like that. Uh, I just want to let that guy know he can suck my fucking dick. His band probably sucks. Uh, you should stop making music. Don't call back into the podcast. You're wasting everybody's time. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Uh, fuck you. Suck my dick. Also, I think I got one more. Yeah, fuck you. Suck my dick. Uh, yeah. Uh, great, Nate. Keep doing your thing. Shit on everybody. Shit on me. Make fun of me. I don't give a fuck. D. Smokey Johnson signing off. Thanks once again. All right. That's uh, that's that's the energy. That's the energy that we like here at Demo Listen. Yeah, I yeah. also like that we're we're really getting like because I, actually I I should acknowledge today it's not exactly just because you know of how calendar years work and shit um, and you know how our release schedule works but this is basically the two year anniversary of us doing this show. It, I know it's crazy. It doesn't feel like that because half of it, more than half of it, now we've done um, sort of in isolation. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's funny in this, in this two years, like we really do have like a Howard Stern-esque cast of characters that fucking calls it the Sort show. of, but we don't have like the genuine weirdos, right? We don't have, we don't have like, you know, the Siobhan's. Right. And we, we don't have that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a, we don't have a Beetlejuice, you know? Right. If we had, if we had some genuine fucking weirdos. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, these guys would probably fucking suck, but you know. <laughs> well, I, yo, I so I do. I can't really talk about it because I don't want to put them on blast. But I do have a one like genuine weirdo story that I'll I'll tell you after we sign off real quick. That is like tangentially related to to the podcast. Um, but he's not like a caller. But nonetheless, it was spurred on by the podcast. So I'll, I'll share that with you in private. But um, but for now, let's uh, let's wrap it up. If you want to call into the show, it's 260-222-8341. You can also shoot us a text message. If you want to submit music, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release that you are submitting is a year or less old. And if you want to sign up to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all, all of our content. Ten bucks and up gets you access to all of the tape releases that we're going to do. Um, I have got the audio files for the next tape release. I'm just waiting for uh, waiting waiting for the text, like the liner notes and shit. Then just got to send it off to the graphic designer, and then we'll get it to press. So that should be out sometime, probably um, you know at this rate, probably mid September. I don't know how backed up they are, but typically tape tape production is pretty quick. There's not people uh, rushing to get a zillion tapes produced like they are records and shit. So that should be coming down the pipe within the next month, month and a half. Um, Beyond that, you know, tell your friends, rate and review on iTunes, all that, all uh, all the old normal shit that we say at the end of every episode. I got uh, got nothing else to say. So for this, for now, we will sign off and uh, and catch you on the next one. Later.